This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing, now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome back to another episode of Friends From Work. This is a podcast about all things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and this podcast is hosted by myself, Kyle Sconowell, and my longtime friend from work, Robbie Earl. If you are a listener of this podcast, you know that this is one of the extremely rare instances where it's not co-hosted by my friend Robbie Earl because he is gone at a trial as a lawyer He should be back next week. We'll be back full swing, diving into Secret Invasion Episode 5 with him, and I'm looking forward to that. From what I've heard, the trial's going well, which makes me super happy. We have so much stuff to get to today. The majority of today's episode will be covering Secret Invasion Episode 4, which was fantastic, and I will be joined by my lovely wife, Annika Sconewell here in a minute, but there are quite a few things I wanted to quick catch you up on and take this time to do so. So first of all, we have a spinoff podcast called Screensaver, where we are covering other non-Marvel projects. Basically any non-Marvel film or TV thing that we would cover in the past on Friends From Work is now falling on Screensaver for free. So you just need to go to Apple or Spotify and subscribe to Screensaver over there. Why do I tell you that? Because we are now five episodes deep and it's been so much fun. If you were into The Last of Us, we have an episode on that. We have an episode of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which is my film of the summer thus far, over on Screensaver, as well as we covered The Flash, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny, and then most recently, this weekend, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, which was absolutely unbelievable. So that episode's actually already available on Screensaver now if you have seen Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Again, don't check that out until you've seen the film. I know there was some weird pre-screenings and stuff, so some of our listeners have already seen it. But it's officially releasing this weekend, and so that episode will be out uh, on Screensaver and probably populated on Friends From Work. If you are interested in Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning, and you absolutely should be, It's unbelievable. That episode, co-hosted with a friend of mine, Stephen Matthew, is really fun and available now and will be on Friends From Work this weekend. So I want to be sure you're not missing out on all of the other blockbusters that we are covering this summer on Screensaver. Secondly, we are not finished over on Screensaver because we are still dialing up our coverage for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan's my favorite director in the world, and we only get movies from him every two, three years or so, and so it's always a massive event. I've heard amazing things. I'm actually going to get a chance to see Oppenheimer 
really soon. So an episode covering that will be available on Screensaver as well, and you won't want to miss it. Lastly, I just need to give a shout out to something I may be touching on over on Screensaver or on Friends from Work Plus. If you're watching on Spotify or on YouTube, you can see I'm wearing my NFC Minnesota Vikings Pro Bowl hat. Why am I doing that? Because today, a documentary released on Netflix called Quarterback, following the lives of Patrick Mahomes, Kirk Cousins, and Marcus Mariota. Why am I bringing this up today? One, because I think it's going to be awesome just to watch in general if you're a sports fan. Two, because Kirk is one of my good friends and I am heavily invested in this documentary. And so I really think you should check it out. Uh, there is some music from me and some friends in the documentary. And I'm excited to talk about some of the behind the scenes of that show as well. And I think I'll be doing a few episodes on it, either on Friends from Work Plus, which is a Patreon or Substack bonus feed you can get from Friends from Work for $5, $15, or $25 a month, or also dropping an episode, maybe reflecting on it on Screensaver as well. So be on the lookout for that. Lots going on this summer, so much content. I think this week we literally had an episode every single day. All right, my wife is on her way over. We're going to quickly start off by talking about a couple of big Marvel news things that happened online this week, and then we're going to get into everything that made Secret Invasion Episode 4 so fun. So without further ado, please welcome my lovely wife, Annika Skonowell. All right, Annika <gasps> Skonowell, making her triumphant return back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back. This is Episode 3, right? You did Ant-Man way back in the day. Yes. Yep. And yep. then did OG. a brief blurb on Andor. Yep. Yeah. Friends from Work Plus. That was and awesome. now, look at you. What secret invasion. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Invading the podcast. Also, <laughs> Not so secret. Oh, that's true. Welcome back to this uh, makeshift studio. What do you think about my podcast This is here? awesome. There, I mean, like, this is legit, you guys. I, I, want, I wish you could be here and see you. This is awesome. If they were here, they would see that my light is stacked on <laughs> T-shirt boxes and uh, makeshift TV stand here with the artwork. I, this is great, though, guys. Yeah, wow. If they were here, they probably wouldn't be able to see anything, though, because it is all very close together. <laughs> there would be no space. So every time I have someone on, I always say, you and I go way back. Yeah. In this case, yes. you and I actually go the, way back. Yeah, the, the wayest back. The wayest. Is that a word? The furthest back. Before we say anything about us, um, Robbie wants to start this tradition of getting to know our guests by saying, don't rank them, but who are three of your favorite MCU characters? Uh, Black Widow, Iron Man, and oh, it's so hard to pick Spider-Man. Oh. Just so people just know where you're coming it. from. Yeah, I just love them all. Is that because but those of are my our, top three. our daughter and Spidey and his amazing friends? Or I mean, it certainly helps. It, I mean, we we are dedicated to the Spidey and Amazing Friends cause. Second question, besides Infinity War and Endgame, what are two of your favorite Marvel movies? So people know where you're coming from when you're talking about this. Black Widow is like so fresh on my mind. And I think Wait. it's just because of the Dracoff reference from last week. Like it just makes me so fired up for like more Black Widow. I'll rest in peace. But um, that one, and I have to pick a second one too. Oh man. Black Widow is your favorite. I non really love her so much. I mean, it's really one of my favorites. It really, really is. I'm trying to think what else. I, I mean, they're all, it's, I mean, when you get up in the top, it's really, really hard. Um, you love Civil War. I do love Civil War. I mean, I love Bucky so much. <laughs> Shout out Katrina. Yeah, I was going to say, where's Katrina? Um, but man, 
I don't know. The the newest Spider-Man is also super fun, too. No Way Home. No Way Home. Okay. Probably those three. You and I met in high school. Yeah. High school sweethearts started dating yeah. and then dated for a long time. Got yeah. married right out of college. Yeah. I moved to Nashville. You stayed in Michigan. And well, then we got for married. college. And yeah. then we moved. Then we, after college, we got married and moved down here together. And here we are. Don't who, look back. Who would have thought? Look at that. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Look at us. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to have you here. We're going to talk about Secret Invasion Episode 4, but before we do, two pieces of breaking Marvel news this week online, both of which I just want to get your quick reaction to. Sure. (laughs) So first of all, uh, there was a screenshot of Deadpool and Logan walking down a street or on a dusty road. Yes, there was. In their comic accurate suits the yellow suit for wolverine Let's which go if if logan was in the mcu as a character that might be a top three for you oh yeah what were your reactions super excited oh i can't i'm i we've talked about this and i think you've talked about it on the podcast before too but literally, I cannot imagine Wolverine being anybody else besides Hugh Jackman. And it is so, I mean, it's so fun to see him in that 90s outfit because that is like, when I think of my childhood, it is that Wolverine, it is that show, which you can rewatch now and is also like crazy to rewatch some of those stuff that we watched as kids now. But, um, but I'm super, super excited I actually haven't watched any of the Deadpools, so, so I'm a little. I'm a little. I'm interested to see how that influences what I know of the Hugh Jackman Wolverine. But um, yeah, I'm very excited. That's the breaking news from friends from work too, which is that I haven't seen the Deadpool yeah. films. Now, before you jump all over me, when those movies came out, they weren't in the MCU, Fair. and so. I never got around to it. I was a diehard MCU fan, not just all things comic fan. Mm-hmm. So that'll be an incredible journey before May of next year going back through those movies. And I'm sure our listeners will love to hear some of the Fox Universe stuff, our takes on that. So oh, yeah. <clears throat> before we get into the uh, Deadpool in May, we're going to go back through those. Now, that's actually the second movie that's coming up next, which is crazy. That's insane. There's the Marvels now. And then the that's next right. film after that is Deadpool. So the second thing, which is also Deadpool related, is that reportedly Jennifer Garner will be <laughs> reprising her role as Electra. Let's go. In Deadpool 3, which is not a let's go. Yes, it is. The nostalgia of this stuff is really fun. Like it's yeah. always fun yeah. when you go back yeah. and just bring in all old properties just because, oh, I remember where I was in yeah. I think 2000, maybe three. Oh, yeah. When the Electra movie came out. And like Daredevil with yeah. Ben Affleck. Well, yeah, which that's we, what I was gonna say. We I've never seen re-watched. the Electra movie in my oh. defense, but it's, I was obsessed. I, that might have been maybe one of the first, maybe one of the first superhero movies I've ever seen. This is like in the era where you're like just old enough to go to the movie theaters by yourself, but you can't drive yet. At least for in my in my situation, and I remember meeting my friends there and like. It is so broody, and Ben Affleck is so gorgeous. Like, I just <laughs> loved, I loved it. And, obviously, love Jennifer Garner. We rewatched it. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's really bad. It's so bad. But I Colin still. Colin Farrell throwing knives at people and stuff. Yeah, yeah. That, the, yeah. So, it, you know, it's always fun to bring those things up, so yeah. I get that. But this is a funny thing to 
be taking off on the internet because yeah. Electra is is objectively and universally accepted as one of the worst comic book films ever. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and yeah, bringing it back, and here we are. Now there's a rumor from some other personalities that maybe Deadpool has to take down the Fox universe. So he has to stop like that Daredevil and, and that or something. Oh, that would be fantastic. <laughs> and that's the way to like put the Fox universe to bed. And then, you know, he joins the MCU or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how he can come over. And maybe that's how Logan gets over. But yeah, so Logan in his comic accurate suit and then Jennifer Garner as Electra. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. All right. I think let's just get into Secret Invasion episode four. You just watched it at home. Yeah. I just watched it yeah. here at the studio. We haven't talked about it at all. Yeah. We have partnered with three separate companies to bring you today's episode. Three companies that we trust, we love their stuff, and we want you to check out as well. So today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. We love our bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash friends from work and do some more research on them because they have some of the most comfortable men's wear, men's shorts, men's joggers, etc. that you're going to find in the industry. These shorts that I'm wearing right now, and you probably saw me wearing throughout this episode already, have an interior liner that makes them extremely comfortable, basically built-in underwear. They are stylish, comfortable, you can wear them anywhere. We are huge believers in bird dogs. Like we talked about last week, Robbie actually had a pair of bird dogs that he had gotten before this partnership, and so it's perfect that we are now teaming up with bird dogs. Birddogs.com slash friends from work or use our promo code friends from work at checkout to receive a free Yeti style tumbler with your purchase. So not only shorts with built-in liners, but also a free Yeti style tumbler. If you use our promo code friends from work or go to birddogs.com slash friends from work, you're going to look cool. You're going to feel good during this hot summer. You will not regret it. Go to birddogs.com slash friends from work. Take it from us. Today's episode is also brought to you by nerdriot.shop. Yes, that's right. I am wearing my bird dog shorts and my nerdriot.shop shirt. Right now, if you go to nerdriot.shop and use our promo code friends from work, you can save money off your order. They have all of the best nerd merchandise in town. So if you want to get a TVA shirt like the one I'm wearing right now, or a Star Lord shirt like the one I had last week, or you want to get some Across the Spider-Verse stuff, some Indiana Jones stuff, they have you covered over at nerdriot.shop. And they're always running new lines, new specials. You're not going to want to miss it. So again, support us and support them by going to nerdriot.shop. Lastly, now that we have you covered in your apparel, if you are into comics and you're a comics reader, you must check out our official comics provider, organicpricebooks.com. Organic Price Books is the best place to get entire Omnis. They package and ship your books with care. You receive them on time. Not only are you supporting your small business by buying at Organic Price Books, you are also going to get an incredible product shipped to you quickly at the bare minimum price that it costs to buy these books. I know these Omnis can sometimes be expensive, running $80 to $100, $200, but you're not going to find a better price than at organicpricebooks.com. So if you're going to go buy it already on Amazon or something like that, why not save some money, support local business, and get a book shipped with care at organicpricebooks.com. Again, use our promo code friends from work to save money off your order. It supports us. It supports them. 
If you're going to be checking out the Secret Invasion run or check out some comics leading up to the Marvels, you must check out organicpricebooks.com. I have a few notes, but they're they're not extensive on this episode. I have no notes. So first of all, are you enjoying Secret Invasion this far? It is so fun. It's definitely darker, but everyone casted has been awesome. Like even the people that I I didn't know super well. I forget who's playing Gravik. Do you remember his name? Ben Adir. Something Adir. I don't think I've seen him in anything else, and he's doing an awesome job. He is. Um Gravik took yeah. a big step up in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's he did. just He's going all out for it. Yeah, he's terrifying. Can't fault the guy. No, he's great. He's great. Well, let's talk about the massive twist of, so Gaia got shot last week. Yes. Robbie and I on this podcast theorized, I can't, I can't think it's over. No. It's Amelia Clark. She's such yeah. a big actress. They can't have her done already. Right. Also, her character in the series itself hadn't done much to this point. So I didn't think it could be over. Right. Right away. pre credit or title right. role, yeah. we find out that she did yeah. give herself extremist. Not Gravik giving it to her. No. So that answers one thing I asked last week. Yeah. So she figured it out herself, did it. She's alive. She's alive. But in the episode, Walks we get away. A, well, we get a twist of we get her with the trade-off being Talos is dead. Which but I, no, I think he's really fingers dead. crossed, guys. Save how, Talos. How would he how would he have gotten extremist? I no, I don't know. That don't. makes me sad, though. It does make me really sad. I thought the yeah. death worked on screen, like yeah. I was moved. Yeah. But, man, their dynamic and being best friends. I mean, literally Marvel on their Twitter account this week posted a tweet that said, best friends since 1995 oh, before this. No. So, like, come on. Aw. So, yeah. Talos is dead. Gaia's back. Guys. Gaia with Extremis. As you mentioned, an interesting discussion with her dad. So, yeah. they're, they're like at least close enough that they're now having conversations. Yeah. But Taylor's being a little bit ignorant in that, like, or like maybe too optimistic that he thinks he can pull this off. But part of me is like, I don't understand why, like, she thinks that's so delusional. Maybe it's because, like, there have been enough presidents at this point that they could have tried that by now. I don't know. I just, maybe I'm just optimistic, too, and feel like that could work. And I mean, who knows? And this, the end of this episode, he does have this heroic moment saving the president. So that's my running theory Yeah, that that heroic moment is going to be the catalyst to America accepting. Right. But you know, there, I do have witness questions in that situation and we can talk. I don't know if you want to jump into it right now. I'm wondering, there's that one soldier that says he's an alien. He's trying to get the president. Um, Was that graphic though? That's what I wanted to ask you because obviously he turns around and goes back to fighting. Um, I kind of think if it was Gravik, he would have just shot him because if nobody else had been paying attention, he could have just killed him. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I'm not I'm not certain. I would love to go back and watch that sequence in more detail. I need to double check that. Did because he go I back think, to shooting and then is it the same and face? And is it the same face? I think it might be, but that doesn't mean that it was. It could have been the the soldier and Gravik assuming his identity. What tipped Nick Fury off to why that was Gravik? He was given a stone cold face and he wasn't really standing. Like he was just standing there, right? He was just standing there holding him, not doing anything. I don't know. They were they were walking. They were he was they were, he were, they were standing very still. And that's suspicious, I guess. 
bad. I do think that that's my prediction. Yeah. That in the end, scrolls won't be kicked off the planet. They're going to see that there are good scrolls and that his dying act, yeah. his heroic act there, is going to be the catalyst for yeah. that. And maybe that'll be the catalyst for Gaia sticking around. Yeah. You brought them up earlier. You got to remember that the frustration has been mounting for over 30 yeah. years or, yeah. or 27 years, yep. 28 years. Right. And so I think there's a little bit that guy has just burned out that there's no way this is going to happen because it's literally been my entire life. Yeah. It's like yep. me with the Minnesota Vikings winning a Super Bowl. Just, but that has not been your entire life. I just don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Maybe the Seattle Mariners is a better comparison. Any team that I cheer for winning anything of of note would be nice. It would be great. Uh, I feel like guy there. There's a huge disagreement. Obviously, extremist. That was fast. I said this on Discord. I freaking love the Chris Bowers theme. Yeah. I had a suck in my head the whole ride here. It feels like I brought this up last week. It feels like it fits so perfectly with the silo theme. Yes. And kind That's what of I was like, gonna say too. Like Daredevil. Yeah. Like it feels like it's all in the same realm. Yeah. And uh, very broody. Yeah. And I'm just into it right now. Mm-hmm. That is my scene. No, it's great. That artwork in that whole sequence is incredible. Um, oh. oh, I love the turning. Okay. Yeah, was, be careful there. Why? Because I love it. Okay, one of my favorite things about you is you deleted social media, or at least you're not on it anymore. Oh, no. Which is amazing. No, it's amazing. I, I love it what? so much. Oh, no. I like the artwork, too. People don't like it? There was a team of eight people that used AI as a tool for that oh, artwork. Okay. So that's AI generated. And um, there was a whole upheaval okay. about how I'm boycotting the show because it took away jobs from other artists and blah, blah, blah. I don't feel that way, but I'm just informing you so that when you say that to our audience, I'm conflicted now. Thank you for informing me. Uh, It's mostly died down. Okay, that's good. Because it is really well done. Well, it's weird. And I think that's kind of supposed to be the point is you're trying to guess like what this. Oh, yeah. It's like a foggy image of each character. Yeah. Which is kind of the point, but just. Oh, I do feel weird now. (laughs) Okay, let's bring you back. Let's bring Bring you back. back, We get a shout out to 2012 Avengers. Yes. In Paris. I love seeing the extra details of what that might have been like around the world. Like what was Paris thinking when that happened? Right, right. And I thought we got, and you can speak to this, I thought we got a fairly moving backstory to Fury and his wife. Yeah. That conversation they had at the dinner table. Yeah. After the crazy roadie thing. Right. Which we haven't, we can talk about roadie, but let's talk about his wife first, but. Absolute magnificent performance from Sam Jackson, I thought. Yeah, I thought so too. I, it was like a half-hearted, well, no, it was a very heartfelt apology. It wasn't really an apology, though. That's the one thing. It was a really moving moment. I still kind of want him to own up and explain yeah, a little bit more. He's really not talking about why. He's borderline an anti-hero a little bit yeah. in that, like, he won't apologize. He's yeah. not an, he's never been no. an all-good guy. yeah. That's fair. And I think part of it to me, though, is like, I just want some explanation. Now, he holds everything close to the chest. So I understand that. But like, man, this is your wife. Like, I feel like some explanation is owed still. But it was a moving moment between the two of them. And I mean, I did think for a second, like, did they really just shoot each other? Mr. and Mrs. Smith style. Yeah. Where they both didn't shoot. And Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see where that goes. I think in the trailer of Secret Invasion, we still have a shot that hasn't been seen in the actual episodes yet Mm. of Gaia. And I think 
based on her hairstyle, his wife, like back to back with guns. Okay. So I don't think she's no. finished in the series yet. Oh, definitely not. Definitely been a surprise character. Like we didn't know much about her ahead of time. I actually don't even know the actress's name right now, which is horrible because I think great. she's doing a great job. Yeah, she's doing awesome. But I say that because it wasn't part of the billing ahead of time because yeah. they wanted that reveal to be yeah. unique. But she's still going to play a larger role. He tells her to run. Yeah. What a sweet story, by the way, of the way that she took on that persona. Like, I thought that was really sweet. Okay, sweet and important. Yeah. Here's why. I'm just now starting to put together some of the details of how these scrolls can shapeshift. So, like, let's go back. In Captain Marvel, we see that they can look at somebody, like when they're getting out of the water at the beach. Right. And immediately just put on their persona. But I'm guessing that that is not as, like, locked in because they haven't studied or they're not under that machine. Yeah. Like, there was a line in episode one of this show where Gaia says, the longer you're in your human form, the more it, like, sticks. Oh, yeah. So I'm guessing that the Captain Marvel thing is like, okay, yeah, they can look at, even in the joke in Captain Marvel, they can look at, like, a dresser. Yeah. And wear a wardrobe and turn into it. That's the joke, remember? But, yeah. but it's like, it can be that. But that's not, like, a long-lasting thing. The second thing, like in with Ross in the first episode, who is a scroll. Right. What does that mean for where Ross actually is? Because yeah. we see that right. sometimes that means they're in that machine. Right. But now in this episode, we find out with Fury's wife that they're not always in the machine. In this case, she got the host's permission. Yeah. Let her die. And then just assumed the role as right. if she was her daughter. And yeah, or was still the daughter. existing relationships with parents. Um, but you see what I'm saying? Crazy. It's different ways yeah. of doing it. Right, right. I, I think what's different in that case is she was taking the time to get to know the person still uh, versus like, and with her permission, sharing this information. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's I think, the key difference versus, like, being under mind control. I would assume that Agent Ross is in captivity under one of those little machine things. You think he's in there? I do, because he was one of Gravik's soldiers. He's soldiers. not dead, though. Not dead. Like, and, I mean, this is probably a good point to transition to Rhodey, because I think this, it's the same situation with Rhodey. How far back, though? When did So with Ross and with Rhodey, when did this new scroll find enough of a clear yeah. image to assimilate their um, their bodies yeah. so seamlessly that they're not caught. Yeah. So they had enough research and time on it. Right. I I think it is not that long. Not that long. I think it's got to be sometime post um, Falcon Winter Soldier. That's what we talked about. Yeah. I think the Falcon and Winter Soldier roadie is actually roadie. Yeah, definitely. But definitely since we've seen him here. It's always been the scroll. Right. So sometime post that. Which I don't want to be offensive here. Did, was the the person who was a scroll a female scroll? Yeah. Sure looked that way. That's what it looked like. Yeah. So we don't even know who that is yet. No. There's no way that that's going to end up being Soren, right? Uh, Talos's wife that was assumed dead. That would be crazy. Yeah, that would be insane. Because we yeah. haven't seen that on screen. I, I, uh, okay. Yeah. Think, I need to double check that again. That almost felt like yeah. that might be what it is. That's why I wondered. I was like, are we supposed to know who that is? But um, I don't, I don't know. She looked kind of what I would assume to be younger I, for a scroll than what Soren probably would be, but I don't know. 
Are all scrolls' I'm, eyes so bright blue? Because that's about, what I'm wondering. I'm like, are those her eyes? Well, I'm thinking about in Far From Home we saw her, and that's yeah. not that long ago, and she didn't look super old. Yeah. As a scroll, the scroll right. version of her when she assumed Maria Hill in that yeah. post-credit scene. That'd be crazy. That's still a lingering question. What happened to the actual person if the person we're seeing is a scroll, and when did that switch happen? Yeah. Yeah, because we don't see, but they have a lot of people down there. You know yeah. what I mean? Like there, you see there's like lines and lines and lines of machines. Including the other, like the Fox News guy yeah. and the um, the prime minister. Yep. They're in there, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Um, I thought it was pretty heartbreaking given the conversation that we were going to get between Fury and his wife that Fury had to sit in and listen on that yeah. betrayal kind of. Remember he... That was a cool reveal that he was listening in on the earpiece. Although part of it made me think that was him putting to, like it, it sad, but also, I mean, she clearly, clearly was resisting action. So to me, it didn't feel like, oh man, just more like, okay, this is part of it. She is part of it. But also Rody is clearly not Rody. Right. This is a very aggressive scroll Rody. Yeah. Super Even the aggressive. way he talks is different. Very overly confident. Especially, like, in the context of the government. He's always been extremely professional, um, kind, I think is fair to say. Mm-hmm. Now, he's cocky with Tony mm-hmm. when he's interacting with Tony. I don't know that I've ever seen him be cocky with Fury. Mm-hmm. I, but part of that is maybe we – I don't know that we've seen Rhodey interact with Nick before. Have we? I don't think so. Ever? Fact check me on that. Somebody out there. Oh, for sure. Are you sure? I don't know. Yeah, now I'm thinking about it, but for sure. Oh, gosh, this is like Marvel trivia on the spot. I don't think so. I can't think of a time. Because I'm just thinking of the Avengers movies. Age of Ultron, when he's flying the helicarrier, Rhodey shows up and helps Tony get people off his six. For sure. So he know he's in there talking to him on the okay, comms. Okay, but I haven't I'll seen. I'll hold your own if we get through this. Yeah, so. but I didn't. But he's not talking to Fury. <laughs> he's on the comms with them. But you don't. But do you ha- remember a conversation? I know this is so oddly specific. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. And like, when he shows up in Civil War at the farmhouse, Rhodey's not there. That's that's Age of Ultron. Oh, that's and, Age of Ultron. Yeah, Rhodey's Ooh. not there. That's before what I'm talking about. Rhodey makes his appearance in, in Ultron Civil by- War. He's definitely on the side of the uh, accords and stuff, but... Nick's not there. No, he's not there at that scene. Wow. I don't know. What a total tangent. Mystery. Um, Do you know what Pappy Van Winkle is? I don't. That drink? I don't. I was wondering if it was something oddly specific. It's oddly specific, and I just laughed because... Well, first of all, you know I don't really drink a ton, so right. I'm not an expert in this. But Pappy... He's not joking when it's like $5,000 a bottle. Yeah. I know people. It's real? Yeah. I know. It's so rare that I know people that can get on like the top golf courses in the world. I have a friend of a friend, my friend Kyle. Oh, that's right. That to get on like Pine Valley or the top golf courses in the world, he'll offer them a A bottle bottle. of Pappy because he somehow has access to Pappy. Oh, that's crazy. And, uh, And then people will like let you get on Pine Valley because, because you it's him, so exclusive. Yeah, because you gave him Pappy. It's like, it's almost, it's so rare and exclusive that it's like uh, its own currency almost. Okay. So when he says $5,000 of uh, liquid, whatever, gold, he's not kidding. Yeah. 
So there you go, Pat Van Winkle. Look at that. Uh, I'm Liquid sure Tracker, which is probably yeah. nanotech, right? So he tells him kind of the truth. I'm assuming there's like nanotech in the liquor. That's kind of funny. Uh, I love seeing that Nick Fury still got it. Yeah, like, he that's does. what I like. I know. That even when he's being funny, he. Yeah. I thought Sam Jackson was a star here. Yeah, he was really good. This is the first time I. Well, no, it's been really good, but this is a time where I'm like, okay, he's he's yeah. really killing this show. In general, I loved the tension across the board. Yeah. Like the scene with his wife was just tense. Yeah. Even though it was just dialogue. Yep. The scene with Guy and Talos was tense. Yeah. Even though it was just dialogue. Then the actual battle, which looked pretty cool, was pretty intense. Yeah. I just felt the tension. And then that sequence with Rhodey that we're talking about. Yeah. Felt because, like, you know, Sam Jackson knows. Kind of bombed it with the president, though. Rhodey did that conversation where he's like, Did you drink a bottle of bourbon before? So I was like, Well, kind of a tip off to the president that this is not Rhodey to me. I'm I'm hopeful that that will help him buy into the story more if he truly was unconscious for the whole thing and doesn't remember any of it. I think you're right. Why else would they have gone out of their way to show us that sequence? Also, if there are any survivors at all. I'm, I'm anticipating not yeah, all of them. Yeah, some people got away. I'm hoping so, and not that the scrolls come back and murder everybody later. But I'm hoping that some of the soldiers survive and recognize Colonel Rhodes literally, what is this, war machine, is like sitting inside his car not doing anything. Yeah. Like literally an Avenger is just sitting here while we are getting our butts kicked. Right. This isn't normal. So I'm hoping that's at least enough for suspicion for him and— um yeah, that at least some of them saw Talos besides the one, which I imagine there were. There were several that were helping, you know, protect Citadel, so. Citadel. There's, uh, I think they use Citadel in The White House Has Fallen as well, that movie <laughs> with uh, yeah. Gerard Butler. Yeah. What other questions do you have from the series? Where do you think we're going? Man, I don't know. Part of me really does believe and think that if we're going to, like, asking permission for the scrolls to stay. It's hard for me to imagine that all of the earth would be like, absolutely not. I mean, we already are hosting as guardians. Right. Like there are other, I mean, I guess there aren't Namor's that many. people. Yeah. Wakanda is a separate thing. Although yeah. Like it kind of makes me think like, and literally if they can survive in radioactive areas, it's not like an issue of like, where could you live? You know? Um, but as Robbie said, it's not only really that they can survive it. It's not like those are very uh, rich areas. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> They for need sure. some remodeling. I mean, like, but, you know, maybe they, they could. They could. Shout out Chernobyl. Ooh, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm I, interested to see what Gaia does here because she's still not totally on Talos's side. Does the death then right. stir her to fully join that route? Yeah. But I also am just interested, and I don't know if we'll get backstory here. Maybe we'll get backstory in the Marvels, the film. Yeah. I, 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 why couldn't they find a planet? I know. Like, why did Captain Marvel feel that hardcore? She's I know, been that's incredible the biggest... at everything she does. Why couldn't they I find know. a planet that works? Yeah. Every planet was inhabited, I yeah. guess. Well, clearly she hasn't been great with communication um, with Carol? Monica. No, with Monica. Like, clearly she's kind of, Monica Rimbo. I'm talking about just being disappointed and doesn't seem to have a great taste in her mouth with Carol either. So seems to me like there's some missing pieces. It sounds like she never really did come back. It is my understanding, but I'm hoping, yeah, we get some more of that retcon, maybe more in the Marvels. Um, maybe a bold prediction here of a post-credit stinger with yeah. Carol showing up. Surely. Leading towards that. Although Apparently, we already had that with Miss Marvel, so. Right. But 
again. For obvious reasons, because that's what the I'm wondering if the stinger is going to be, you know, again, more of a justification why I've been out in space. Clearly, he is still avoiding the natural issue at home, but uh, there has to be something more that he was doing besides just sitting on his butt. You know what I mean? Nick? Yeah. Or Sorry. Fury? Yeah, Nick Fury. Yeah. Maybe I'm a scroll. I call them Nick. <laughs> his wife called him Nick, I thought. Yeah. I am curious what the escalation of the actual machine is going to be. Yeah. How many other people have had access to that machine? Is it going to just yeah. end up being destroyed? I'm pretty certain that Gravik will end up... Like I said, I think Gravik's going to not make it. I think that yeah. there's a chance that Talos' death inspires Americans to be like, no, we'll host a lot of the scrolls and they can live with us and we'll figure it out. Yeah. But I am curious how that leads into the Marvels then. Yeah. Is that still then about Carol on the side looking for a planet for them? And do they ultimately all get like ships to come down and take them away? Yeah. Where would they even get the ships from to do that? They'd have to ask, ask guardians or something. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know with that space station, what they have access to. It looks massive. Yeah. We haven't seen the, the humans have the light speed travel side of it, but maybe yeah. they've developed that. Maybe that'd be a twist. Yeah, again, I'm just so intrigued by that cut scene at the end of WandaVision with Monica, with the scroll, being like, hey, you got an old friend up in space. Um, and, like, clearly so amenable to Monica and not, like, trying to murder everyone in sight. So it just makes me interested to see what else is going on there. No doubt. This was... Another let's freaking go minus somewhere like an A minus range for me. I'm loving this show. I'm not sure it's as like twisty as like in my preference, like the massive twist that I got with Moon Knight yeah. and WandaVision. Yeah. I don't know if this show is going to have that side of it, but there are no concerns in this show. Yeah. So far for me. Right. Like there's no acting dip. No, there's all no great. visual you know, this is off, that's off, nothing. Yeah. In fact, some of the visual effects on, like, Taylor slowly turning into a scroll was such a cool yeah. use of, like, makeup and prosthetic. Yeah. Where he looked like, like he was half. fighting it so hard, yeah. but he just couldn't. And so I love how they're handling, Robbie brought this up last week, all the transitions visually. Like this one with the shower wiping off the steam and then it's roadie. Yeah. Finding really creative ways to not have to spend all of your budget on the yeah. actual animation. And yeah. We're joking, but like yeah. in a, it's like a better way of handling it than just either trying it and not doing it well right. or avoiding it entirely. Yeah. They have all these like interesting cues. It's like, oh, that person just shifted. You can't help but think of the K-E-V-I-N though a little yeah, bit. Sure. It just makes me giggle. But. Right. But I think that this is a good way to address what Kevin For was sure. saying there. Absolutely. I mean, he was right. How about you? Overall thoughts on the show this far? Yeah, it's just really fun. I mean, it's just you you do feel like this tension the whole time, wondering what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not to Assassin's Creed level, like who's going to die? But <laughs> somebody seems to be dying almost every episode now, so maybe it will turn that way. I don't know. Um, but yeah, just the visuals are awesome. The acting is fantastic. You just definitely get this tension how how are we going to come to a solution because i mean some pretty awful terrible things are happening that's your takeaway usually at the end of every silo episode yeah everyone just dies yeah even though they don't for some reason that's stuck in your head this is better than that though am i okay this is i'm enjoying this a little more than the tension that i have with silo like the the tension here it feels like 
no, no shade to Silo. I haven't seen the end yet, so. Um, but I just really feel, I mean, you just feel more connected to these characters and you really want them to work it out. Um, and I really think they will. It's partially Call me an optimist. Well, it's the MCU-ness of it too. That's For what they're sure. so good at. Like, yeah. I posted a TikTok video about how these shows, when they're operating well, can really be the perfect glue to fill in all these gaps. And yeah. I'm very much enjoying that the show is doing that. It's not doing anything that is taking away from any other project. Right. Can you I know? ask a question? Please. Do you think, uh, this just popped into my brain, is there any way that the Marvels is taking place pre this? While Nick Fury was like still Like before there, he comes back down? I don't think they would go backwards. Yeah. I kind of, ho- I really hope not. Um, there might be shots. But I wondered if there's like a way that. Flashback. Because it seems to be such a gap between WandaVision until now. So I'm just wondering if there's a way it goes backwards. Well, and there are timeline police out there that can help. TVA. Hey, yeah. shout out nerdriot.shop. Look at my TVA shirt. Let's go. Uh, because what's the timeline of this versus Miss Marvel? Because that post credit scene, we do see that Carol and, and Miss Marvel are already flip-flopping. You're right, you're right, So that's right. already happening. Then in the trailer of the Marvels, we see that that's happening. Yeah. Uh, because Kamala is out in space and she sees Nick Fury up there, whatever. Yeah. So but I this don't is post- know the exact timeline of that, yeah. though. But, okay, so Monica could have been working on the space station for a while, I guess, theoretically. They're going to be very tied. I know yeah. that. So there might be flashbacks, too, to that era. Maybe Which so. I would actually appreciate. Yeah. As you said, it's a pretty large gap that they're only referencing here. Maybe they'll re- maybe they'll do a flashback and we'll get a little cameo of Monica real quick, you know, sometime I, to explain why he's been gone again. Sorry to reference that often, but I would my like, biggest question is like why outside of just escaping, you know, your fears and stuff to go out into space. Why were you up there for Nick? Yep. I would like to see Amelia Clark's character Gaia survive the whole series. I think yeah. it'd be cool to have her around for a while. There's a lot of running theories online that she's going to turn into this character called Abigail Brand. We won't get into that yet because I don't think we had that confirmed this week. Okay. Uh, Robbie can talk about it to our audience next week when he's back because it's a comics thing. Mm. And I just think in general, it would be fun to have her a- around for a while. Yeah. She's awesome. Um, I am fascinated to see, like I said, what happens with Nick in the long term. Like if this whole show has been about how he's lost it and he doesn't have it, even his conversation with his wife, it's like he doesn't have it still. So how much longer can he still do this? Yeah. Even going forward with the Marvels, et cetera. My light just died on me. Hate to see it. Well, that's the makeshift part of the studio I didn't tell people about. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, I don't know if there's a retirement for Fury. I don't know where that's headed. So there are a lot of questions still that I'm excited to get answered. And it's just yeah. been really fun to be in the ground level side of things. And, yeah, there's, again, you just have such mystery of who's who and who's actually part of the team and who isn't. And so that's kind of fun, too. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good to talk with you guys. Um, You need to catch up on some of the summer blockbusters so you can listen to some of the screensaver episodes Robbie and I did. We got to get tickets to see Mission Impossible. I know. I'm seeing Oppenheimer Anyone wants week. to babysit. Let us know. Nashville. Come on. Um, Our daughter's real easy. She's so cute. She's so cute. You can watch Spidey and Amazing Friends with her. Anything else you want to tell our audience while you're here? 
thank you guys so much. You're the best. It's changed our life, and uh, we're forever grateful. Wow. Super fun. You're an incredible community. Wow. I love doing this. We love doing this. We're happy that you guys can be part of it. We love having you on. Thanks so much. Thank you. And to all of our listeners out there, thank you for listening. Thanks for making us a part of your day. I hope you enjoyed Secret Invasion Episode 4. I'd love to hear your thoughts, as always. We say that, but I really want to hear from you. Uh, you can message us on our website, the theffwpodcast.com, or you can find us on social media at the theffwpodcast. But please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts and tell all of your friends about it so we can grow this community. And like I said, at the top of the episode, don't miss out on some of these screensaver episodes we recorded if you've watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny or The Flash or Across the Spider-Verse and just now this weekend, Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning. You're not going to want to miss those. Check those out. Be a part of that conversation. And you can find that by subscribing to Screensaver wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you guys so much. We'll be back here, hopefully with Robbie, I think, if everything goes according to plan, next week talking about Secret Invasion Episode 5 as well as building up to Oppenheimer. Right back here on Friends from Work.